I'm Matt. And I'm Jenna. We are Mana. And this is Food for Thought. A podcast dedicated to encourage and inspire you as you seek to grow your relationship with Christ and live out your Catholic faith. Do you need a change in your life? I think it's time for a reset, and the perfect opportunity is right around the corner. Stay tuned. You know what? Yesterday, I was drinking a milkshake on a cliff, and I thought, wow, this is legendary. Welcome to episode 88. We're talking about resetting. And before we reset, I want to remind you that if you have not yet rate and reviewed this podcast, please do that. It helps other people find it. And if you enjoy this podcast, if you're still listening or you just found it and you find value in it, please, the highest compliment you can pay me is to share this this podcast with your friends, with your family, especially on social media. Find us on Instagram at Thought, and visit our website, manafoodforthought.com where you can support us financially for as little as a dollar a month, become a patron, get exclusive perks, and also see all of our other content. All that being said, welcome to episode 88. Um, Let's get into our peak pit and plug. So for peak um, these past couple weeks, um, finally, our house, our leak has been fixed. Praise the Lord. The pit, however, (laughs) is that... (laughs) We found um, some older damage from an older something that wasn't repaired properly. Luckily, it's not a lot, and the same company that did an amazing job. Um, if you need, let me tell you, if you need work done in um, Orange County or Southern California, look up Restoration Unlimited. They're not sponsoring this episode. They are just really, really great. Um, and so they are doing... Um, coming back to finish that up and then we'll get the place clean and we'll get to go back home but the main leak all of the damage from that fixed looks better than new looks better than it did before it's incredible can't see any sign of anything i just it blew me away so high praise for them um and yeah stuff is moving along so um, that's my peak and pit. The plug that I want to share with you, besides if you need some work done by Restoration Unlimited, is um, I mentioned this book last time um, that I want to talk about in this episode primarily, or at least the approach that this book has. And the book is called The Reset. The subtitle is Returning to the Heart of Worship and a Life of Undivided Devotion. It's by Jeremy Riddle. I think last time I said it's by Jeremy Camp. Sorry, Jeremy Riddle. I know you're never going to hear this episode, but um, that was my mistake. Jeremy Camp is a different worship leader, um, but this is a book about worship and about how we kind of need to reset worship culture, that it's kind of become about production and um, personalities and marketing rather than the worship of God. And I absolutely emphatically agreed with pretty much everything in the book. I can't think of something that I didn't really agree with. It was just such a prophetic piece of writing. I really appreciated it. Um, really spoke to me and kind of a lot of the things I've seen in the culture of worship that I've talked talked about before, I think in the last episode and why I've kind of counted myself out of the game as a worship leader for a while because I just don't really want to play that game. But uh, this book inspired me to start writing again, but also inspired me to start thinking about just that concept of reset in general and kind of reorienting everything back to the heart of worship and a life of undivided devotion to God. And I think it was very appropriate to read it this time because we're we're living in a time of reset. You know, I, I wonder if they're going to not name this time of, of COVID like the Great Reset 
because, you know, just like the Spanish flu pandemic um, about 100 years ago, after that was over, we had the Roaring Twenties and the economic boom, and it was kind of a reset after World War I. Um, but specifically, I want to talk about, as this podcast is coming out, a lot of things are happening, a lot of opportunities or experiences for reset. I mean, it is a new year. Um, we have a new president and administration in the White House. There is a vaccine, so there's potentially a new way of going back to some kind of new normal in the future. Um, new home at kind of our, our new hope at our lives expanding and being back together once again. And especially there's a new liturgical season coming up in the season of Lent. And all of these things, I think, the book really spoke to me as reminders that these are opportunities to reset, even though every day really is an opportunity to reset. But there are these big kind of coinciding grand moments that are really just speaking to change, difference, something new. Um, and I think they're all things that we also tend to treat the wrong way. So, for instance, New Year's resolutions. Instead of thinking, how can I glorify God this year? How does God want me to be a better person? Who can I serve? What do we often think about? What do I want? How do I want to have a harder, more ripped body? Um, how do I want to do things that are going to make me better, make me achieve more? And we don't think of, like, who am I meant to become? How can I be a better saint this year? The same thing when a new president or new administration takes over. What do we say? I want to see this law or this policy or I don't like this. Rather than um, celebrating what we value, celebrating how we can move forward as a country, um, you know, whatever you believe about Joe Biden, I won't tell you my opinion of him, but I caught part of um, his inaugural speech and I was actually really struck by a line that he said, where he said, we will lead by the example, we will not lead by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. And I was like, ooh, that's good. I don't know what I wanted to say about that, but I just, I liked and appreciated that. And I was like, I, I can appreciate that. There's, there's some unity, even though I disagree with him and his administration on a lot of other issues. I agree with him and his administration on a lot of other issues as well. And so, um, and the same thing could be said of, you know, the Republican administration. And so, um, I think instead of thinking about like, okay, things have to look like this and kind of treating the, the president as our Messiah, um, and putting all our hope in who we put on the white house and not who we enthrone in our hearts. I think we need to just reset a little bit of perspective. Like what really matters? Where should we really be looking to for hope and salvation? And how do we all collectively look at that in a way of mutual understanding that we're all working toward a common goal here? Um, same thing when it came to COVID, you know, we, I think a lot of us latched our fingers into normal and just tried to say like, how can we get back there? And there's a lot of people that I think are already, not already, a lot of people that have been, um, just fighting to go back to normal or fighting for the new normal to come. And I was listening on the radio today about new strains that they're detecting, you know, in this virus. And it just kind of occurred to me like, this could just be the beginning. You know, I don't want to scare you. I don't want to be like a doom and gloom person because I know that there's hope in Jesus and we will be out of this and we'll come out better and stronger than before. We can persevere and have resilience in it. But I think we would not be doing ourselves or each other a service if we just lie to ourselves and say, well, I want this to be over, so it must be over soon. But rather, how can we use this as an opportunity to say, okay, how can I use the situation I've been given to create a better fill in the blank moving forward, kind of like our last episode, treating all the interruptions as opportunities in our relationships with ourselves, others, and with God. 
Uh, and ultimately with Lent, I think we treat Lent the wrong way. Um, you know, we, we typically say, what is something I can give up for 40 days and then I can gorge again on Easter Sunday? That is not what Lent is supposed to be about. Lent is about refining and asking, you know, how do I want to be different Easter morning and beyond? What vices do I want to root out of my life? What virtues do I want to begin to practice to carry forward permanently? Not just for 40 days, but treat this 40-day season as the beginning of that process. You know, you don't melt down a metal to purify it, only to melt it back down and then sprinkle all the dirt and impurities back in once the 40 days are over. Like, that's not how it works. And I think this is, you know, a core message of Jeremy Riddle's book that, you know, what he's talking about, obviously, is the culture of ministry and particularly music ministry um, and the tendency for that to be like looking for the next thing. What will sell, what will amp up production, what will be new and fresh and marketable. But instead, you know, the heart of worship is relationship with Jesus, is worship of God. It's falling in love with him. And any lifelong relationship or commitment can't be about gimmicks and the surface level image of it. It has to be something with substance, otherwise it's just a show. And I think in a lot of ways that book illuminated just my thoughts about life before the pandemic and and how really how many of us were living in illusion before we were already putting on a mask every day you know a proverbial emotional mask or a persona that we put out there we're putting on a show we're glamorizing a life on social media or to others that maybe we didn't even want and maybe we're doing things because we're supposed to but not because we enjoyed them but because everyone else did and we were afraid to forge a new path, we were afraid of being set back or not being on par with other people our age, not appearing to have it all together. COVID gifted us with a reset to ask the important substantive questions again. Who am I? What is my purpose? What matters most to me? How am I called to proclaim God in a unique and unrepeatable way? What am I passionate about? Why am I passionate about that? Where does that come from? Like all those fundamental questions. But what we can't do is cling to control and to the current paths and hopes that are not working, that are not being fulfilled because they're too small, narrow, or earthly. This political division we have needs to die. You know, we can disagree and we should disagree about policies and methods. We should have healthy debate because we should all be pursuing deeper truth. But it seems that we've forgotten that our goals have, or at least should always have been, the same. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That we should stand for truth. We need to stand for truth. But we need to recognize truth is a person. And that person leads us into relationship with himself and other persons. Truth is not about winning an argument or one-upping someone in 280 characters or less. If you read the Catechism... One of the most frequently used words in all of the catechism is unity. Unity, union, community, and communion. You will find them, I mean, probably in like every other paragraph. I started underlining them when I was reading the catechism once time, one of the times through, just because it was coming up so frequently. And often it is um, paired with the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, it doesn't mean God the Father or Jesus doesn't unify. Obviously they do. But the action of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit being the predominant way we interact with God in this age of salvation history, we should be working toward unity. We need to let go of our old ways, our old goals, old plans, and we need to dream again, hope again, create again, create for the sake of creating, 
forging new paths just because we want to, not because we're trying to make a statement or impress other people, but just to create. Not to keep up with others, other people's new COVID hobbies and, and try and develop our own to act like we're making good use of this time. No, we've been given a gift. And it's been a very messy gift, and it's had a lot of heartache and grief and loss for a lot of people. Um, and so I don't want to downplay that. I don't want to act like it's all been sunshine and rainbows, because it hasn't. But God always works for our greatest good. And he can take the lowest low and turn it later into a high, turn it into a glorious gift. He always does that. He's done it in my life constantly. Probably the of the most definitive moments, life-changing moments in my life, most of them have been traumatic or bad initially, but God brought something out of it that was transformational, life-changing. So this can't be, you know, an opportunity to let the the work of my life, or maybe this is, this. I think this is, this is an opportunity to let the my work is my life hustle and busyness die. Because, you know, it hasn't been possible for many people. They've been working at home. They've had to adapt. They've had to make new schedules, prioritize things differently. And it's an invitation to return to family, to prayer, to our real passions, to the idea of a neighborhood, a community, relationships, new life, reset. What if everything you were doing before would have led to your misery? Or worse, what if it would have paved the way to hell for you and you didn't know? What if you called into question every part of the old routine, your old mentality, the old way of life, and you laid it all at the feet of Jesus and said, okay, Lord, everything is on the table. I know you took all that away, but what if I thought for a moment and believed for a moment that all of that was bad for me? And I, probably for many of us, 100% of it wasn't bad. I mean, you know, it's not like we're evil people, but, you know, God is going to use those things that were taken away to give us something good. Remember, COVID is a virus, but so is sin. It's a spiritual virus. And we we let it into, you know, just like a computer virus, we let it into the software of our soul under many different disguises. So maybe we need to factory reset, you know, restore the default settings in our life and revert back to who we were created to be without the pressure and expectations of society. But rather, we sought the fulfillment of, of our deepest desires for love, belonging, truth, goodness, and beauty in the one place it can be fulfilled, in a person, Jesus Christ. So I, I don't, if you're listening to this, I just want to give you permission to let go of the things you are clinging to and trying to regain control of, to start over, to reset, to stop holding on to something that isn't coming back or something that isn't going to happen, at least maybe not yet, and turn your heart to hope, hope of something new, I think a saint that can really benefit us during this time that we can ask for the intercession for is St. Matthew, the Apostle. We, we know a lot from him from the Gospels, and I would invite you to just go read about him in the Gospels. But, you know, we know that he was born and died in the first century, um, in, born in Capernaum, probably, where he, where he encountered Jesus. Um, we know that he died somewhere near Hierapolis or Ethiopia. His relics are in Italy. He's the patron of accountants. Um, bankers, tax collectors, perfumers, civil servants. Uh, he was a tax collector. And a tax collector at the time was someone who was wealthy enough already to buy up an area 
uh, to bid for an area and say, I want to be the tax collector for this area, outbid other potential tax collectors. And then he would collect taxes from them and um, upcharge them to regain his investment. And they were normally Jews who were working under Roman authority. So they were considered a traitor to their fellow Jews. And they were kind of trapped between two cultures, not fully welcome or a part of either. And Jesus comes to him and he says, come follow me. Here's an opportunity to reset, to have a sense of belonging and purpose again, that doesn't feel trapped, isolated, and suffocated, that isn't selfish, that isn't about how do I make the most of this, but how is God trying to make something in me through this? And so I invite you as Lent is approaching to really pray for the intercession of St. Matthew, to really consider who is it I'm called to become? Who is it that I'm called to be Easter morning? And in the middle of Lent, remember, we're going to be celebrating the Feast of St. Joseph. And this is the year of St. Joseph. And Joseph's life, as I mentioned in last, the last episode, was one that was completely interrupted. But then he, he used that as an opportunity to just devote, to reset, to reorient his life even more deeply to the Lord. I mean, we know he was a godly man, otherwise he wouldn't have been chosen. But I'm sure that was a reset to his plans and his ideas, his sense of control over what was going to happen. The control is gone. We never had it in the first place. And if we haven't admitted that yet, then we're, we're probably really struggling. But I want to invite you, as I said, I want to give you permission and invite you to acknowledge that maybe this is a time to let go, to start some things over, to maybe change up You know what, what your life looks like if you were to write it all out on paper, what you do, what you're about, where you live, how you fill your time, what your hobbies are. You know, I, I don't know what in your life really is um, speaking to you right now through this episode that like this thing needs to change, this thing needs to be different, this thing needs a reset. But whatever that is, I pray that God speaks that into your, your mind right now. And then I pray that you have the courage to pay attention to that and maybe to bring that to your Lenten commitments fasting, almsgiving, whatever it may be, and use Lent as a starting point to springboard to think about what that reset God is inviting you into is. Know that I'm praying for you. Please pray for me. And uh, thank you so much for listening, for sharing this podcast with others. Um, I'm always amazed to see how our listeners continue to go up. People continue to find the podcast, and um, it's just such a, a blessing. Uh, for all of you to be journeying with me, for me to be in your ear, and uh, just to know that we are together um, in this interesting digital form and technological way of being connected and being able to pray for and with one another. And so know that I'm doing that, that I'm grateful for you, praying for you. And until next time, I will see you in the Eucharist. God bless. Also, I wanted to add one more thing here at the end. Um, first of all, if you hear the heater going on in the background that kicked on partway through the episode, sorry about that. Um, hopefully it doesn't derail the audio too much, but I wanted to let you know, we have a, have a couple episodes coming out soon, um, that are big hot topic episodes. Um, I won't be talking too much about like the politicalization behind them, politicization, whatever that word is, but I think I'm going to talk about them from new perspectives that I think are beneficial for us. Um, and so I'm going to do an episode coming up on, um, what I call the pro-life problem. 
Um, and um, not that I disagree with being pro-life, but I think the way in which people talk about pro-life issues and have a pro-life stance, uh, there's a big problem with that um, in today's culture and so uh, in the culture of the church. And so I want to talk about that in an episode, see what you think about it. If you have questions about that, let me know. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about the same thing, but when it comes to environmentalism and how we obviously need to be good stewards of the environment, but we also have to be cautious about um, I don't know, a neo-spirituality we might be bringing to that. So those are some episodes on the horizon. If those things intrigue you, I invite you to share this with others. Let them know those are coming out. Uh, send us your questions. Send me your questions, topic suggestions, even for other episodes. And yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.